Saturday night at eight o'clock. I know where I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick my baby up and take her to the picture show. Everybody in the neighborhood is dressing up to be there too. I'm Jim Juno, and this is Lights, Camera, Author. In the era of Hollywood, now considered its golden age, there was no shortage of hard luck stories. Movie stars who succumbed to mental illness, addiction, accidents, suicide, early deaths, and more. This book, Hollywood Hard Luck Ladies by Laura Wagner, profiles 23 actresses who achieved a measure of success before fate dealt them losing hands, all in full public view. Overviews of their lives and careers provide a wealth of previously unpublished information and set the record straight on long-standing inaccuracies. Writer Laura Wagner lives in New York, and she's a regular contributor to various movie publications. She's also the book reviewer for Classic Images. I spoke to her about her new book, Hollywood's Hard Luck Ladies. Talking today with Laura Wagner, she has the book, new book out called Hollywood's Hard Luck Ladies, this is a story, Laura, of 23 actresses who you may, uh, may have heard of some. I doubt you, anybody would know all of them, except probably you. And um, tell me the genesis of this book. Uh, well, I write for classic images and films of the golden age, and I've been doing that for 25 years. This is my 25th year. And I have uh, a column called Overlooked in Hollywood in Films of the Golden Age, and I write about forgotten or obscure actors. And it just seemed like a lot of them were tragic. And it was, it was like some of the stories were, you know, scary, um, upsetting. I get very involved when I, when I uh, research these ladies because I feel sorry for them. You know, I... I just think that, you know, they need to be uh, out there and everyone needs to hear their story exactly. in, a, in a sympathetic way. Even though they went through a lot of garbage and they did a lot of bad things, you know, they're human. Well, some of them... They have illnesses. Yes, I was going to say, some of them just had bad luck. They, they had illnesses, they made bad, uh, what you now look, looking back, bad business decisions, bad career decisions. Maybe they got bad advice. And, and the or, wrong men. They had the wrong men. That's right. And I'm, now some of them I've heard of, but like Mae Clark, I mean, I remember her from Frankenstein, and um, also Judy Tyler from, from Jailhouse Rock. Um, yes. Yeah. And Judy Tyler, I mean, of course, you know, she was in a car accident uh, before the movie came out even. And everything, uh, the two movies that she made um, were released after she died, and a Perry Mason. That's right. I mean, TV. she could have been a star, but she died. She died before they were released, and she couldn't even because she had. She was said she was going to do more with MGM, and they wanted her for um, Marjorie Morningstar. I mean, she had all this stuff just waiting for her, and she got into a car accident. With her husband, her new husband. 
And what, her husband, I believe, died a few days after her, right? Yes, and he had a movie that came out after he died. I mean, it's it's just so sad. He was 19. I mean, it's so sad. No. It's really sad. Elvis wouldn't even go to the funeral. He was so upset. Oh, he wouldn't watch the movie either because he he couldn't. And yeah, he wouldn't go. The, he wouldn't do anything because well, I don't know if they had a relationship or anything. But he was very, he liked her and and was very upset when she died. Now, so you want me to list the women? <laughs> yes, that's fine. Yeah, because I've got the, all twenty three. Well, I've got the list in front of me here because uh, luckily. And I appreciate this greatly that I was, you know, I was sent a copy of the book. Um, Lynn, Lynn, I mean, we don't have to go through entire 23, but I'll read off the names. Um, okay. Lynn Baggett, uh, Susan Ball. I hope I'm pronouncing that first name right, Susan Ball. Uh, Helen, yes. Helen Burgess. Now, Susan Cabot, I have heard of because uh, she was, uh, she was like, a, wasn't she a Hollywood scream queen? In B movies, well, she was. She did Roger Corman movies. Right, right. Uh, I don't know if she'd be a scream queen. She was mostly evil in her movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> she was no ingenue. Let's just let's just put that out there. She was. She you know she played um, the Wasp Woman. That's right. That's the movie yeah. that she was in that was so great. The Wasp Woman. And, <laughs> It is a great movie. Yes, create create a makeup that will keep you young, you know. So, <laughs> um, Mary Castle, uh, of course, Mae Clark, who was Dr. Frankenstein's uh, wife, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. Dorothy Cummingore, Patricia Dane, Dorothy Dell, Sidney Fox, Charlotte Henry, Rita Johnson, one of my personal favorites from the book, Mayo Methote, um or method, whatever. Uh, she was half of the battling Bogarts, Bogarts' uh, uh, wife before he met Lauren Bacall. And yes, uh, he was cheating on Mayo with mm-hmm. with Lauren. And Margie Miller, Mary Nolan, Susan Peters. Now you have to help me with it. Lida it? Roberti. Lida Roberti. Okay. Uh, Peggy Shannon, Rosa Stradner, of course, Judy Tyler. We've talked about Karen Vern. Helen Walker, Constance, and Constance Worth, and you—you you took a—you know—you had to do a lot of research uh, to find information on some of these actresses. Yes, it's uh, it was brutal at times, <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I was very lucky with Mary. You know, Mary Castle. She was she looked like Rita Hayworth. Right, and that's what that, and that, that hurt was her. The yeah. stigma was that she looked like Rita, even though she had the face before Rita, because you know Rita in the thirties looked totally different, and then she had plastic surgery, so she got plastic surgery to look like Mary Castle. <laughs> <laughs> and as and as the case but may yeah, be, yeah, it, it it turned out to be a curse. It's not easy when you look like Rita Hayworth. I mean, I would I wouldn't mind looking like Rita, but in movies, that's that's not good. Now, May Clark, you know, you're not going to get anything. I keep coming back to Mae Clark, and because she was one of these actresses that that her career, she did not die young. She she lived up until I believe the 70s. Um, oh, the 90s. The 90s. 1992. Yeah, and and she appeared. She had a cameo on. Well, she did a lot of cameos in in TV, but she had a cameo in Batman, which I which I remember her from. She played a a lady on the street. 
Not a big part at all, but, you know, you recognize the name. Hmm? Oh, poor May? Poor May. Well, you know, she was a, she, MGM put her under contract in 49 as a dress extra. She really couldn't get anything. I mean, it was so bad that she had to become a dress extra. So, yeah, I, I'm not surprised she had a small part in Batman. So that's what she was doing then. Yeah, she was on an episode with us, with um, Vincent Price as Egghead. But uh, she she was not the mall, so to speak. But um, tell me, what is your favorite person from your from your uh, book? Well, I, I, I think I'm, I, I was more moved than anything about Susan Cabot. I don't know if you know her personal story. It's, it's, it's not a good story. And it was like after I was finished just doing all that research, I just felt so down because it was just so horrible. Well, her son- she started out yeah. life. Her, her father left. Her mother was went crazy. She was institutionalized. The aunts wouldn't take her in, Susan, so they put her in foster care where she was sexually and emotionally abused. And to get out of that, she married at 17, and then she started her career from there. Where, I mean, you know, she had, I guess, smooth sailing from, you know, until the 70s. She had a child out of wedlock. She lied about who the father was. It was Christopher Jones. You know Christopher Jones. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, wild in the streets and yeah, whatever else. Don't trust, don't trust anybody <laughs> over. Don't trust anybody over thirty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, you know, they had a relationship for two weeks, and then he left her, and then she had the baby. So she decided to have it, but, you know, she had to explain when she came back, you know, to, um, you know, back at the limelight or whatever that, you know, why she had the baby. And she said, you know, um, my my husband was, uh, you know, worked for the CIA and he went on a mission and he never came back. <laughs> you know, the crazy stories. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, you know, but the baby had brain damage and all these other issues. And he had dwarfism. That's right. Mm -hmm. And she participated in a government, you know, experiment where they gave the child shots to make him grow. But, you know, the government, I guess, didn't realize, oh, there's something wrong with some of the batches of drugs that we're giving these kids. And they're giving it to kids. And, you know, uh, he had a lot of problems, and she was very protective, perhaps too protective. And she was high-strung, and she had some issues. And she married a man who adopted the kid, and that didn't work. He's interviewed for the book, and he told me a lot of, you know, inside stuff that, you know, other people don't know about. And then one night, the kid snapped and killed her. Crushed her head in with a a barbell. Yeah. uh, You know, not a barbell. What do you call it? The the weight things. What do you call that? The uh, stick. The stick. Yeah, the bar. (laughs) Yes, the bar. (laughs) The bar. And then he said that ninjas came in and killed her. He had all these excuses. 
That was that was what <laughs> struck me about that story was that yeah, ninjas came in and killed my mother. And um okay. <laughs> but then he said that he did it in self defense. Right, and she was and she was not uh, a a big woman. I mean I mean five po- foot. Yeah, police quickly said, Hey, wait a minute, this is not making any sense at all. And also her face was down on the bed, her her the back of her head was crushed. I mean, there was no struggle. There was there was nothing. He just she was just lying there, and he just beat her head in. That's and seeing so sad. It's, some of these. I mean, you know that it's was just so sad. And then she became a victim. The victim became the accused because they said that she led him to do it. So I mean, the poor woman. She she just. I'm sorry to ramble, okay. but that that story always gets me. See the story, you know. And yeah. she never took the drug to look younger. They did that because they told everyone that because it paralleled the wasp woman. Right, and but she was basically. But everyone it. But she was basically. She had clear skin. She had, she had smooth skin, and I remember you mentioning that in the book that people just did not believe she could look that young at her age. Well, she used a lot of makeup. I think that was the, they said she was very vain. I mean, I think um, her ex-husband said that he felt it was a mask Mm. because she was so insecure and she had so many problems that she put the makeup on as a mask. It wasn't vanity because she looked good. Wow. You're listening to Lights, Camera, Author, recorded for WRIR 97.3 FM. Today I'm talking with Laura Wagner about her new book, Hollywood's Hard Luck Ladies. Now, um, the, my personal favorite, I'm going to go back to this. I mentioned this earlier with Mayo. No, help me with the last name. Methot? Meth, metho or Methot? I've heard, yeah, I've heard Mayo Metho. Okay, French, a French so, pronunciation yeah. of it. Okay. Now, she was, she was married to Humphrey Bogart. And they were they were known. This is not this is not being made up, not a joke or anything. They were known as the battling Bogarts because they were they would have such intense fights that it would spill out into the front lawn. I remember you saying that you know like Bogey kind of kind of enjoyed that. He kind of you know. Oh yeah, he poked her. He would he would he wanted her to do it so he could soccer one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it's and, just. Odd. Go ahead. No, it's just, it's just odd. <laughs> the people allowed it back then too. They were like, "Oh, it's no big deal." Yeah, that's what got me about about that story is that people said, "Oh, well, they're 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 fighting again." Okay, that's no problem. And and Bogart would like say, "Look at this black guy she gave me. Isn't this great?" Or something. She he was proud of it. I don't I don't want to put words in his mouth, but you know, he seemed he seemed proud of it. And I remember the story you told. In the book about him hiding under a table, while Mayo would fight for him. Yeah, well, because they would go into bars, and you know, guys would push him around, going, you know, you're, what you're so tough, huh. and you know, she would handle it. You know, he he was kind of a wimp with other people. I, I read a story once. Uh, Merv Griffin told it that uh, I guess I guess Bogart thought that he could pick on Tennessee Williams because he was gay oh. and maybe a little slight. And Tennessee Williams jumped on him and just started, like, just slapping him. And Bogart was screaming. Oh, wow. <laughs> like a girl. <laughs> 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 I know. 
But, you know, a lot of people think, oh, poor, poor Bogey. Oh, he's such a victim. Oh, the poor thing. No, he, he wasn't a poor thing. He knew what he was doing. You know, he she had bruises all over her face. Yeah. He treated her pretty bad at times. Uh, you know, she loved him. She gave up her career, basically. She had a really good career going, and um, she concentrated on him because she wanted him to have a better career. And she's the one that pushed him, you know? She was always talking him up to the front office and, you know, you should give him this role and that role and get him out of gangsters. And, you know, he has her to thank for, you know, pushing him. And, you know, people are like, oh, that's psychotic. You know, she, she was bipolar. I mean, they didn't understand that back then. I noticed that on several stories that that a couple of or you know a few of them that nowadays they would be they would be given medicine to to help their situation. Yeah, instead of alcohol. Instead of alcohol, right? That was socially acceptable back then. That you know, oh, they're drinking. It's you know, they're a social drinker. No, they're an alcoholic. Is what they are. Um, and you know, alcohol doesn't mix well with being bipolar. So. That they think it does. They think it's, you know, it's helping them, but it's not. It's just making it worse. How do you, uh, how do you see anything, you see anybody, not to mention any names, but anybody nowadays that would fit into a, a future book of this nature? That I wouldn't write? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we got, you know, does Lindsay Lohan still have problems? I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not really up on uh, Lindsay's personal life, but her, you know, her and Amanda Bar- uh, Barnes or, Barnes. Amanda or whatever Barnes. her name is, they were they were always, you know, going out and doing drugs and having issues. But I don't know. I wouldn't write about them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got too many too many classic and non-classic actors of the 30s and 40s to work on. That was I was going to ask you. Are you are you planning on sequel a sequel to this book or another book? Uh, well, not- I was thinking of doing a male version, but um, I have an ongoing project. It's the B movie. It's the B movie actor encyclopedia. I'm working on the 1930s, so it's oh. it's bios of all the B movie leads uh, from the 30s. All I'm right. actually almost done with that. Well, what, uh, I don't know about a male version of hard luck males, or I don't know what you would call it. Hollywood's hard luck laddies. <laughs> <laughs> now, was there anything, any any time during your research in this book that you found something that, or a person, that surprised you? Uh, like parts of their story? Oh, or just their story in general? Um, either one. The story. In, let's start with the story in general. Well, Mary Nolan was doing hard drugs in the 20s and early 30s. That was a little shocking. Mm-hmm. Um, that is brutal. And, um, well, of course, Charlotte Henry becoming a stripper... Right, right. Yeah, you know, she played Alice in Wonderland in the 30s and Bo Peep in Laurel and Hardy's Babes in Toyland. And she didn't have any money, so she went on stage in a burlesque house dressed as Alice from Alice in Wonderland. They would show a strip of film behind her as Alice, you know, being very sweet. And, and she'd come out in the outfit and she would just, she would strip. 
<laughs> I mean, that's terrible. It is, but you, you know, that's what you have to do to survive. Sometimes, is well, you know, I, you know some of them didn't strip. I mean, right. Marilyn Maxwell uh, was in burlesque. She had to strip to to make ends meet, but. I don't know. Alice in Wonderland, that's just upsetting. It is. It is. It's it's disturbing. She's so sweet. You know, Charlotte Henry was so sweet. It, yeah. It's just a shame. It looks like... Oh, when I did find out that Mayo Messo's um, parents weren't married, that was a little shocking. When she was born, and they had to get married after that, because he was a bigamist. I was going to say, it wasn't, yeah... Wasn't he married like two people at the same time? Um, yeah, my father was too. <laughs> <laughs> Little bit of information for everyone. <laughs> well, let's get into that, shall we? <laughs> That's not in the book. I don't remember that. <laughs> no, I really should have put it in here, though. That would have been exciting. <laughs> One thing that always struck me about a lot of these about a lot of these things a lot of these actresses is that the the uh, studio was so powerful were so afraid that information was going to get out that they would uh, they they would hide or try to hide what is really going on. Like I mean, one of the actresses had a had a miscarriage, and of course it was not that was not reported, but that she was in the hospital for an unspecified illness. Yeah, they did that a lot. I mean, there was a lot of, st- like, bad stuff in the newspapers, which, you know, it is surprising that they didn't... I guess if you're not Clark Gable, you know, Clark Gable, if, if he did anything, you know, everything's covered up. But, you know, May Clark, though, they covered up a little bit, but not everything. You know, they they had some stuff in there that I was just like, why is this in here? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm thankful it's in there, but um, yeah, I was surprised. But they're not on the level of you know Loretta Young and uh, Marna Loy and 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 women like that. So there, some of their stories, you know, are uh, are laid bare in the in the newspapers. You know, seemed like Loella, Mayo, you know. Yeah, it seemed like Loella Parsons uh, knew a lot about what was going on. And you, you quote no, her. He gave her a bad rap. But you know what? If she liked somebody, she really liked them. And I always seemed to find, she seemed to like the little people. Really? You know, the little actors. And she always said little, you know, nice things about them. So I don't know why people are always saying, you know, her and Hedda Hopper are mean. Because I always, I always see, oh, you know, uh, so-and-so would be perfect for this. Why don't you do something for them? You know, give them a break. I mean, I don't know. I like Hedda and, Lu- and Luella. <laughs> I believe it wasn't Hedda the uh, with um, oh, what's his name? Uh, William Randolph Hearst. He was a. Uh, That's Luella, I believe. That was Luella. Okay, I knew one was with yeah, Hearst. Yeah, Hedda was a uh, Hedda was an actress. Right before she became a columnist. Yes. And I knew I knew and a good one, one too. and a good one. Yes, very good. Um, also, um, but they were the, they were the two big. If you got on their good side, you were great. But if you got on their bad side, watch out. So, but anyway, so we've got we got twenty three actresses here. Now, you purposely stayed away from people like Marilyn Monroe and um, and Jean Harlow 
because yeah, because there's books on them. Yeah, right. I mean, people. I mean, know, there's like multiple books. How many Marilyn Monroe books are there? They're, oh my gosh, it, it's absurd. Not to, for a bad pun here. She's been she's been talked to death, you know, in in literary circles. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> well, but um, but same thing with Jean Harlow and with and with Deanna Doors and and all the all the uh, Jane Mansfield, all the blonde uh, people. But um, so all the blonde people, all the blonde people, you know, <laughs> all the blonde. Eve Golden, um, Eve Golden, who's a very good um, writer. She's gonna she's doing a Jane Mansfield. Um, it's going to be published soon. Oh, really? And she's a very good writer, and I think she's going to have some stuff in there that people don't know. I'm going to have to have her on the show. Tell oh, her, she's great. Put a good word she's, in for she's me. She's one of the better writers. All righty. Well, Laura, I've really appreciated you taking time out today to talk with me. The book is Hollywood's Hard Luck Ladies. Laura Wagner, thank you again for being here. Right. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You can find more information about the book, Hollywood's Hard Luck Ladies, at mcfarlandbooks.com. Join me next time here on WRIR 97.3 FM. For a light camera author, I'm Jim Juno. Well, Saturday night at 8 o'clock, I know where I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick my baby up and take her to the picture show. 